It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And we do have a show today. As soon as I recorded Wednesday's show and scheduled it to upload, Shams dropped a ton of information about life inside the Disney bubble. So I just had to make an episode on Thursday despite not planning on it. But here we are. We're going to talk all about what's going to go down inside the Disney World bubble if and when the NBA returns. Let's talk about the hotels because, believe it or not, the Disney hotels was a huge talking point within the NBA uh, and even outside of the NBA. So it's going to be based on seating. And here's the most important part uh, for players and for really fans is that unlike what was reported a week ago, it's not going to be only inter-squad games, inter-squad scrimmages, getting you ready for those eight games. You're going to get three games against three opponents from your hotel to scrimmage against prior to those eight games. So think of it as as three preseason games, but you can only play the teams within your same hotel, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but we will have three preseason games. It's undetermined yet. If those games will be broadcasted, I would assume, honestly, uh, that these networks would broadcast it because they're just looking for anything at this point. I said last week that I would watch three blue and white games for the Thunder, and I'm sure that uh, more people feel that way than not. And so if you give me three games against uh, random teams, no matter how, no matter what speed they're going at, I would still sit down and watch them. I'm just that desperate to watch basketball again. So I would expect these games to be broadcasted, but that's not been confirmed yet. So you get in your hotel based on seating, and the way that the hotels rank is, number one, uh, the Grandestino, has the Bucks, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Heat. Uh, the Grand Floridian, number two, has the Thunder, the 76ers, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Mavericks, the Nets, the Grizzlies, and the Magic. And number three, the Yacht Club, has Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards. So again, you're going to get to play preseason games based on those teams in your hotel. So for the Thunder, uh, they could play any of... 76ers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies, Magic uh, in three preseason games. I would expect the NBA to schedule these games um, as as diligently as possible in the sense of you're not going to have the Thunder run up against the Rockets, Mavericks, and Grizzlies. You're probably going to want to have them play as many Eastern Conference teams as you can and then maybe throw in the Grizzlies uh, based on how likely you are to play them not only in the seeding games but in the postseason. Uh, you're, you're more likely to play the Rockets and the Mavericks than you are to play the Grizzlies in the postseason for sure. Uh, so I would expect that to happen. Uh, but again, it's the preseason games that no one expects to be even at the level of intensity as preseason. So it doesn't really matter who you play. But if I was guessing on how they would break down these opponents, I would think that that's how you would do it. Uh, but nonetheless, those are the hotel rankings. I know nothing about these Disney World hotels. So... I'm not going to have any commentary on this. I know some people legitimately do have commentary on what hotels uh, are good or bad or whatever. 
it, it's hard for me to believe that there's a terrible Disney hotel. Uh, I guess Yacht Club is, is third in Disney's mind. Uh, so there you go. On the hotel front, we also got news on the traveling party. Uh, and this has been talked about for a long time because how do you decide who gets to make this trip? How do you decide uh, who gets to come along with these teams? There's so many moving parts that go into a basketball team. And you see that with the Thunder's latest documentary called The Everyday Saint. Uh, what goes on behind the scenes that that really no one appreciates enough and, and no one even notices um, a guy that's been for, with the organization since they were in Seattle, uh, just really putting in work behind the scenes to make sure everything goes off smoothly on game day uh, with their equipment manager. So you, you really need to know who's going to make the cut. It's going to be 35 people. You're going to have, you're required to take your athletic trainers, your strength and conditioning coaches, your equipment manager and team security. That's what you're required to take. There's an option for players to have their trainers uh, personally, their personal massage therapists, and their personal security. I'm not sure. Uh, I, it's hard for me to believe that every player is going to get to do that. I would say that maybe you know Chris Paul on the Thunder gets to do that. LeBron James on the Lakers gets, gets to do that. I don't think that you know Deontay Burton is getting his personal trainer to come to Disney World. I really don't. It would just be too many people at that point. So I do think that that's a little bit misleading. I think that you're going to have to like pick a player to bring his his people um, in that sense. But I wouldn't expect that to create any sort of animosity or thing between the team. But I just find it hard to believe that all 17 guys can bring their personal uh, you know, security or therapist or trainers and whatnot. Uh, but that's what we know so far in terms of just the uh, hotels and the traveling party. Again, I, I don't have a... A feeling about the hotels. It's hard for me to believe that any Disney World hotel could be bad, and I haven't been in any of these hotels to truly give them a ranking. Uh, and, and my level of expectation is different than the, an NBA player's level of expectation, so my ranking wouldn't matter anyway. I think that Royce Young has stayed in legitimately every single one of these hotels. I think that he actually did do a power ranking last night on Twitter of these hotels. So if you want commentary on the hotel front, go ahead and go check out Royce Young, I think the No Dunks podcast on The Athletic is going to have someone on tonight uh, on their podcast on Wednesday uh, that goes over each hotel and what goes on at Disney World. So if you're interested in that, there's plenty of other resources for you to get that information. I just have no idea uh, what to talk about when it comes to Disney hotels. But that's how it breaks down. The Thunder are going to room with uh, the 76ers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies, and Magic in the Grand Floridian. And I think that this... The interesting part to me is it could lead to some awesome tampering moments. You hear all the time uh, that players use All-Star Weekend as a vehicle to legally tamper. And you, it was a couple years ago that LeBron James says, everything's legal at All-Star Weekend. You can tamper at All-Star Weekend. Well, now you're living with these free agents uh, that, that you might want to lure out. For example, uh, the Raptors and the Heat have been very very hot on Giannis's trail, and they've been two teams outside of the Warriors that have been gunning for Giannis and truly uh, making moves within their roster to prepare themselves to make a run at Giannis uh, during the 2021 free agency, and now they're staying with him. And it would be really interesting if, if Masai or uh, Pascal Siakam or somebody is sitting there at the uh, Grand Estino with Giannis and is luring them to Toronto and then you know, years later, we find out that that was the tipping point in his free agency. Obviously, that's getting a bit ahead of ourselves, and that's that's kind of exaggerating what's going to happen. Uh, but I think that there will be some tampering at all levels of this ordeal here, 
Uh, it's just bound to happen. I mean, that's what's going to happen whenever you collect all these uh, talented players from different teams together. They're going to try to get you to team up with them. And Giannis, of course, is probably the biggest prize of all of this, uh, being a free agent come 2021. So after the break, we're going to talk about the amenities that players will have at Disney World and at these hotels, and also some protocols going into the game. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Rock Auto, because Rock Auto can save you money. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business that has been serving you auto parts online for 20 years years. RockAuto.com has been serving you auto parts for 20 years. 20 years ago, a lot of you had no idea how to reply to an email, and yet you could have been buying auto parts right online at RockAuto.com. Why go to a chain auto parts store that's going to upcharge you 30, 50, maybe even 100% more than RockAuto does, and they're going to order the parts online for you anyway? Why go through that hassle when you can save money by getting it yourself at rockauto.com because with the increasing number of makes and models and manufacturers, there's just no way that your dealership or your auto parts store in town is going to have what you need whenever you go there and you need to maintain your car uh, to save money and rockauto.com does not upcharge you for being inexperienced or not really knowing about cars. I know nothing about cars, but rockauto.com will have everything I need for the do-it-yourselfers out there with the price the same for everybody. It's reliably low. So with an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com right now, write locked on in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. It's a remarkably easy website to navigate. Find everything you need, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So some of the amenities came out yesterday for what these players can do. Uh, there's going to be a players-only lounge where they're going to have NBA 2K TVs, other games, you're going to have pools, barbers even, manicurists, pedicurists. Uh, Disney's going to bring in you know unreleased movies so that we can have movie screenings, DJs, other video games than 2K, ping pong, lawn games, uh, and players can also attend other games on campus. Uh, so that will be really interesting. And I do wonder how much NBA 2K paid to be included in this little list here from Shams, because it just seems weird to just throw out, yeah, they'll have 2K there, as if any of these guys care about NBA 2K. Uh, but anyway, it, it does seem like they'll have something to do obviously it's not going to be an ideal scenario nothing about this is ideal but the fact that the nba is trying their best to provide you know djs and movie screenings uh, and and people for manicures and pedicures uh, and, and everything that you can imagine video games and whatnot it, it just makes sense i mean i mean that they're trying their best here again nothing is ideal so i do give the nba a little bit of credit for just trying to find creative ways right now to entertain their players while they're in quarantine at Disney World. And I do think that it'll be fun to watch other players at games. I mean, can you imagine some of these younger players who are not really as stoic as LeBron? You know, take a Darius Baisley, who just seems like he's happy to be here, which is awesome. He's happy to just be in the NBA. Give him a seat at the Grizzlies-Lakers first round when John Morant just slams a monstrous dunk 
over Dwight Howard and and watch his reaction and him just being you know lit up and and, and you know excited about basketball and things like that. That'll be awesome to watch. Uh, and of course, it'll be even it'll be even more awesome if people like Joel Embiid show up. And you know, Joel Embiid will not hide his emotions whatsoever. So you can get into a lot of interesting dynamics there with players attending other games. And again, it's not ideal. I understand uh, how people can look at this and. Uh, kind of turn their nose up at it, but there is no solution. There is no good answer for this. And so the NBA doing the best they can right now to provide some entertainment to their players is is pretty worth it to me. And I think that once we get going at Disney, it'll be fine. I mean, once you're having practices, shoot arounds, games, recovery processes, it, it'll be a, a non-starter about, um, you know, being bored or being locked in there. You're going to be focused on uh, basketball and whatever, whatever else you have going on. I, I, again, it's not ideal, but the NBA does deserve credit for just trying their best here because you've got to make the best out of the situation. And the health protocols were released for at the games. So they recommend all coaches to wear masks, period, just every coach. But it's only required for the coaches sitting in the back row. If you've ever watched the game on TV intensely, you notice that behind the bench, there is also a a row of coaches and and, uh, people doing the stats and whatnot, scouts, things like that. Behind the back row, uh, those people sitting in the back row will have to wear a mask. They do recommend it for all coaches, but it will only be enforced on the the coaches sitting in the back row. Uh, Obviously, media... Ball boys, towel boys, trainers, people at the scorers table, everyone else will have to wear a mask. But the players that are actively playing or are on the active roster and the head coach and the coaches on the first row, they will not have to wear a mask. Because it could be a little bit more difficult to communicate with a mask, obviously, uh, if you're a head coach in the timeout or assistant coach in the timeout. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I think that this is an okay agreement. I, I do think that some of this stuff is a bit weird considering we're going to be testing every day. We're going to be in a bubble. Hopefully people won't leave, and we'll talk about that in a second. So it is interesting to me, and we can move into the kind of legalities of this, as I would call it. Um, Players will sign, and everyone that attends will sign, saying that they will adhere to the pre-arrival rules and the league rules on campus, and there will also be a secret hotline set up to report anonymous tips of violations of these rules. And this, this caught a lot of people's attention, this anonymous hotline of people being able to quote-unquote snitch on people not following the rules. Uh, and it created a lot of backlash from fans, some media members, and even players like Kyle Kuzma was one player that spoke out about, oh, people are going to be snitching on us and things like that. I-, I hate that connotation around what this hotline is set up for. This isn't what Chris Paul did to the Timberwolves with the jerseys. I mean, th- th- that's not what this is. You legitimately... If, if we're going to let Mike D'Antoni and Alvin Gentry go to the bubble, you legitimately could be saving lives by calling out this hotline. And that's not hyperbole. If, if you're going to be reckless and you're not going to want to stay in the bubble and you're not going to want to follow the protocols, you're not going to want to follow the coronavirus protocols, then just don't go. They're letting you opt out. Just don't go. If you do go, follow the protocols. Because, again, if Mike D'Antoni gets this, If Alvin Gentry gets this, if Rick Carlisle gets this, if Greg Popovich gets this, it can be way more devastating and even result in death than if, say, LeBron gets this, who's a a very healthy and and the peak of uh, physicality. I mean, he's going to probably be okay. You know, Shea would probably be okay. 
it's a totally different ball game if Mo Cheeks gets it on the Thunder assistant coaching staff. I mean, it's not hard to follow the rules. If, if you want to go to the bubble and you sign up and you don't opt out next week, then just follow the rules. That's all there is to it. And if you see someone not following the rules for the betterment of yourself, your family, and your fellow coaches, your players, whatever the case may be, you should call them out on it. If you're going to go, you have to be all in. That's the bottom line to it. So I don't, I don't like the jokes and the, um, and the ridiculing players that, and, and calling out players who might call the hotline. I think every player would have a duty to call the hotline. And you can say whatever you want to, but again, if, if Greg Popovich, who's 90,000 years old, if he gets the virus, that could be a, a legitimate death blow to him. All because you couldn't stay in a Disney World resort. It just doesn't make sense to me why you would, you know, make fun of players who would choose to utilize this hotline in place. And I, I don't think it will get you to do because I don't think that people will leave. I think that the people that go there will realize, hey, this is serious. We've got to lock in. We've got to do this or else I'll just opt out and not go. I, I don't really think that we'll have a problem with this at all, but it's there for a reason. I don't think that, you know, I don't think that you should be ridiculed if you use it because again, it can legitimately save lives. That's the craziest part about it. It's not just these great athletes that are at risk here. It's not just Rudy Gobert getting it and giving it to Donovan Mitchell. It's Rudy Gobert giving it and giving it to Donovan Mitchell. And then, Oh wait, they're quarantined together with, you know, insert old coach here. Now he's got it. Oh wait, we didn't know that he had a respiratory problem. Oh wait, he's dead. That, that's not something you want to have happen. So, in my opinion, you go to the bubble with the full intention to follow every single protocol and still you hope that that's enough or you don't go at all. This can't be a situation where you're half in and half out. You either have to be fully committed to this or don't even don't even show up. I know that in Oklahoma, there's a ton of people that feel like this is this coronavirus is a farce, but the bottom line is it is truly killing people. There's a reason that we've had a global pandemic for the first time ever in my lifetime. Everyone has to do their part in this because, again, it's not just about the peak physical athletes who could be getting this. It's about everyone that's involved in the bubble. So after the break, we're going to wrap up this conversation about the Disney World bubble with some of the weird stuff that, that popped up throughout this and some interesting notes about the media right after this. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. 
And there were some weird tidbits involved in this release from The Athletic about life inside the Disney World bubble. You can't play doubles in ping pong, which I don't know how many people are going to play ping pong in general, but you cannot play doubles. Uh, You're going to have to try your best to socially distance during um, card games. And the most wild part of all of this is you have the option to wear a ring that can track you, you know, your location. It can also track your temperature, your heart rate, and other respiratory, you know, things going on in your body. And it can also detect whenever you've been, uh, whenever you're within six feet of another person who is wearing the ring. So it does no good if not everyone wears the ring, because this is optional. This is not being mandated. You can have the option to wear this ring, and this ring will also give you a probability score uh, for your chances of getting the coronavirus and like depending on what your levels are at with everything, I guess, uh, and it'll all factor into some algorithm uh, that give you, you know, your score of your probability of getting the coronavirus. Uh, that information will all be confidential until your score reaches a certain threshold in which the NBA will step in and make sure everything's okay. They'll probably just give you another test to make sure that still turns out negative. Uh, but you have that option to wear that ring. Again, the the feature to tell you if you're too close to somebody only mattering whenever someone else wears the ring kind of does no good unless everyone's going to wear the ring itself. Uh, But um, I don't think we'll see a lot of players wearing this ring. I think that this is just another um, safety step that you can take if you want to, to kind of just make everyone feel more comfortable with everything going on. The no playing doubles in ping pong and socially distancing during card games, wearing a, you know, a mask whenever you're just with your, your, your current players and things like that. It's a little bit weird to me because we're going to be testing every single day. We shouldn't be leaving the bubble. So we should we should know who has the coronavirus and who doesn't have the coronavirus. And it would be kind of odd to me if you go from, you know, Russell Westbrook dunking on Rudy Gobert to cut seeing them at the hotel room in, in three hours and they're having to stay six feet apart with a mask on and gloves on after they just sweated all over each other for three hours. That'd be a little bit weird to me. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you because it, it feels like we should know who has what and it sh- we should kind of be safe here. I mean, if if I know I don't have it and you know you don't have it and we've been in the same room, we should be good, I would think. Now, again, I'm not a scientist or a health expert, so I don't really know that answer for sure. But it would seem like if we feel comfortable sweating all over each other and playing basketball together full contact, that we should feel comfortable you know, sitting next to each other to play a card game or to play ping pong. But I guess it's better to be safe than sorry. And maybe this is just kind of a, you know, a precaution to take in in terms of putting it in writing. That way it looks like you're doing something because at the end of the day, I'm not sure how often we'll get to see these players in their hotel room to know if they're truly following the rules. This could be something just for PR, but it would be weird though uh, to have again, you know, players sweating on each other, and then having to socially distance right after they leave the arena. Another piece of news was players can't lick their hands. They can't rub the ball on their jersey. They can't mess with their mouth guard. You know, the, I don't know how you take that out of the game and how you enforce that because these players have licked their hands, you know, licked their fingertips before shooting the, the free throws or whatever the case may be, blow into their hands, uh, rub the ball on their jersey, talk to the basketball, done whatever to the basketball. You know, they, they've done that their entire life. How do you break that habit for them? And if they violate that, what happens? Do you just say, hey, don't do that. 
don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Or do you enforce a personal foul, a technical foul even? I'm not sure how you can enforce that. Again, it just feels like, you know, we're kind of just putting things out here to, to say we have something in writing, to say we have a protocol. It doesn't feel like it's actually pr- producing anything. But they know more than me. I'll say that once again. And maybe this is enforceable. Maybe it is enforceable not to have guys, you know, licking their fingertips before they shoot or doing whatever uh, it is that they do with their mouthpieces and things like that. Luckily, Steph Curry's not there because we all know that he couldn't stop twirling his little mouthpiece this entire time. But, you know, we'll see how this all transpires. Again, I'm not sure what you're going to penalize these players with. Is it going to be a foul every time that every time that you lick your fingertips? I, I doubt it, obviously. So you just need to keep getting told over and over again not to do something with no repercussions. That doesn't sound like people are going to listen to you. But as far as the media, which is a big deal, not just for me, uh, but for everyone listening and for these players who want to make statements and want to make, um, you know, want to make their platform known about all the issues going on in the world right now, uh, there will be no media availability availability pregame, which for players is no big deal. We really didn't get anything out of players pregame anyway. Uh, but it is interesting if that if that applies to coaches because the coaches did give a lot of information pregame, uh, especially closer to the postseason. Uh, obviously, no media scrum gets a ton of information because it's all kind of just coach speak and um, bland answers. But you got more from the coaches than the players in pregame. So it'll be interesting to see if that extends to coaches as well, where they don't have to do anything pregame. Uh, but postgame, a few players will come to the media room uh, where they're going to be socially distancing and the media there can talk to the players. And then there's also going to be requests for virtual locker room access. And what I would guess this means is like in some corner of each locker room, there's going to be a laptop that's already hooked up to Zoom. And you can just say, hey, I want Lou Dort. He'll walk over to the laptop, sit down, hear what you have to say, talk talk back to you, go back to what he was doing. And that's kind of what how that's going to flow in there. That way they don't, you don't have to go into the locker room, obviously. Um, that's an interesting that's an interesting way to do it, and I think that that really should be how we do it from now on, period. I mean, do we really need to go inside the locker room if we can just request that they go and sit in front of a computer while everyone else sits in the media room? You know, I don't see the point in going to the locker room anyway, but we'll see. And it's good that we're going to get these post-game press conferences, not because we get any detailed basketball stuff a lot of the times, but again, because of what's happening in the world right now, you need all the chances that you can get to you know, really hone in and, and, and give players a platform to speak and, and to speak about things that matter to them. So with the media, again, no pregame. Postgame, a few players will be requested for the media room, and then you can also request virtual locker room guests. If I was predicting it, again, I would say that there's going to be um, a screen in the media room that shows, you know, the, the Zoom call for the dude in the corner in the locker room. And you can just call up whoever you want to talk to rather than going in there and finding those guys and asking them about a certain question or a certain thing. And the media, again, doesn't matter for everybody, especially the players, because this is an important time for them to get their message out there. So that's pretty much all that we have in terms of the updated bubble information. My big takeaway from this, it's it's safer than I thought it would be. And people need to be fully committed to the bubble. No one should enter Orlando with any hesitation and with any 
question of if they're going to stay in their resort and stay within the confines of um, the rules. If there's any question about that, you should not go because you can legitimately put people at risk that way. So subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Rate the show wherever you get your podcast from. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you guys think about the NBA returning at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. If you do not have Twitter, you can always email questions, comments, concerns to lothunderpod at gmail.com. Tomorrow on Friday, we'll have part one of my conversation with Brady Trantham of 107.7 The Franchise talking about the Brody era on the Thunder Book of Basketball series. Go back and listen to episode one of that series with Andrew Schlecht of The Athletic covering the Thunder U era, and then the two-part episode with John Hamm talking about the golden era of Thunder basketball. Next week is a big week in the NBA with report dates, opt-out dates, transaction windows, and hopefully a ton of basketball content. So it should be fun. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.